obviously, you know, it's been a long time coming. This is one of the first, it's going to be one of the first episodes that we come back with. Um, obviously, you know, Evolving Through Experience has been around since 2018. Um, but we'll get into that while, while we just now getting back. Not without, obviously without the excuses, though. But um, let's start from the beginning, bro. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, first and foremost, um, I can't introduce you as best as you can. But obviously, you know, we've been friends, um, more like brothers now since, since high school. And that, that relationship has just pretty much grown since then. Um, but obviously, let's just get straight into it. First, how you remember how we met? Uh, it's crazy. I know it. Was, no, I know it was high school, but I don't know exactly yeah, how. Yeah, I can't remember, remember the exact day. I think it was. Um, I know it was like I want to say I was in tenth grade. You was a freshman, I believe, right? No, nah, I wasn't a freshman. You wasn't out a freshman. here. Yeah. Um, I, I came in tenth grade, so you was a, a class above me. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so that I means was, we met senior year then. Yeah, well, so well probably, my senior year. Yeah, your senior, senior year. Okay. Yeah, you were we, junior. So I met junior. When mm -hmm. it, okay, cool. All right, boom. I don't know exactly how we met, like you said. So, but I do know you was always like we was always you was always laid back. Still are. Yeah, for sure. I think that's how like that's what made us vibe because it was just like I know I was selling like snacks and stuff like yeah. that. I was about to say stuff, but we don't want to get the wrong message out. Yeah. For <laughs> so sure. um, so yeah. selling snacks. I think probably that's probably how we met. You probably met me through buying a snack. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, since then, I know the relationship has grown, and we always had that same mindset on just staying focused, growing, or whatnot. So before we even get into it, like, do you know a time where, from you personally, where you've been overwhelmed? Mm hmm Yeah, I definitely. Give us an example. Yeah, bro, I would say, um, shoot, a definite, a definite time that I was overwhelmed was, shoot, just last month. <laughs> I was planning, <laughs> okay. a, oh, yeah. planning a wedding. Um, Amazing was, wedding, though. I just want to go on saying? record saying so that. So <laughs> I, I definitely would say that was a time that was pretty pretty stressful. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, you, you got to show up. But I look at like stressful moments in life as opportunities really to grow, to be honest, because mm -hmm. I think that your best performances, your best efforts really come out when sometimes you feel like your back may be against the wall. So I look Facts. forward to sometimes those moments, to be honest. No, I'm glad you said that, because honestly, that's exactly what Evolving Through Experience is about. Like, it's so many things I can say about Evolving Through Experience, but just for the lack of keeping it simple um, and not trying to over try to show somebody, it's just better. I'm just going go through example so with that being said obviously we know we don't you don't talk about this side as much as far as being adopted and so can, can we mm -hmm. go into that because like you said obviously when your back is against the wall and i feel like obviously that's a reason where you you are who you are today mm -hmm. regardless of how some people look at it be like oh that's a bad thing you see the positive in it yeah. and it's made you who you are today so let's talk about it yeah i feel like uh for me you know being adopted as you know like you know the, one of those planned adoptions being a day old, I think it really uh, brought out really the best of me, to mm -hmm. be real with you. Because um, I, I feel like in life, I've always felt like I can't count on anybody. Mm -hmm. So it's like, instead of me expecting to count on people mm -hmm. or expecting myself to rely on people, I've never really relied on anybody, but I just right. kind of go out there and do it myself. So I think that's super important. Yeah. You know, for me, it's like, yo, you know, me being adopted, kind of carrying that kind of lone wolf yeah. kind of mentality. Um, that's, you know, been a huge benefit for me, uh, even at 11, 12 mm -hmm. years old. And, and to your point, like I'm very laid back, but a lot of times we're just quiet and observe mm -hmm. just because I know there's a lot to learn from exactly. just sitting back and listening instead right. of speaking. Agree. So when, when can you say that transition happened? Cause obviously as uh, like you said, a day old, I can only imagine like knowing you're adopted. Obviously you didn't know it at a day old, but when you're coming up at a young age mm -hmm. and you're not processing things how you are now, you realize, you find out, or however it was told to you that, oh, you've been adopted, 
not necessarily your biological parents didn't want you. I don't know how it was said, but more of like, how did you avoid that feeling? And then mm -hmm. when did you transition and be like, okay, I'm thankful for it happened this way because now I can see the positive and this is what made me who I am today. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, for me, I don't really know what could have been, right? Mm -hmm. I try not to live life with what ifs or what could have, you know Facts. what I'm saying? So I don't know what situation I would have been in outside of the situation I'm in right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got to look at it as like, hey, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, but make the best of the of the cards that you're dealt or the hand that you're dealt. Agree. So for me, that's, that's my reality is mm -hmm. like, yo, you know, I'm super grateful for how things have turned out. Um, and I think a lot of other people probably would have folded. Yeah, um, so for sure. I just think, I just think, you know, I think highly of myself when it comes to that. Okay. And then, so with that being said, I'm glad you said that. Cause like you said, a lot of people else would have folded from situations like that in mm -hmm. particular. So what is like a uh, intangible yeah. thought you can give somebody, like, let's just say somebody that was, that's in middle school. And mm -hmm. let's just say, cause when did you find out? I found out actually when I was like eight. So I think I was like in third grade. Third grade. So mm -hmm. they told, they just came out and told you or how did that nah, work? Nah, so really what it was, I actually was going to school and I was realizing like, hey, I'm the only kid that doesn't look like the rest of their parents. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like when I'm seeing, you know, kids, parents come in, you know, mm -hmm. maybe it's their birthday, they're dropping cupcakes yeah. off or they just coming for a parent-teacher conference, whatever they might be coming for. I realize I'm like, dang, my friend Shane, he looked just like his mom. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dang, my friend Paul, he looked just like, you know, his dad. Like mm -hmm. I'm just realizing all these different mm -hmm. things. And I'm seeing it. I'm like, yo, they all look like their parents, but why don't I look like my mom and my dad? Fact. You know what I'm saying? So as a young kid, I feel like a lot of times you're, you're, you kind of know something's up, but you yeah. don't quite have all the answers. Yeah. You feel me? So yeah, that's now, how I found out. So I went and asked, mm -hmm. and um, you know, got the answers that I wanted. So, yeah. No, that's good. And I, and I could only obviously no no I could commend you for that for uh, several things. One. It says a lot about you to even realize that in the third grade, most people, kids, they not thinking on a high level intellectual quote to say um, to be able to even process something like that. Mm -hmm. So you processing that at a young age. And that's why you are where you are today, too. Like, obviously, with, even with the stock market, and we'll go to that a, a little later on. But as far as that being noticed at that age, that's commendable. And I think we got to definitely, like, make sure that's noted. So and also I want to say. Shout out to your, I ain't gonna say, you, you prefer me to say adopted parents or how you prefer? Your no, moms? You well, yeah, yeah, my okay, moms, yeah. well, your moms, you know, I met your mom. So at the end of the day, it's also a respect to them and come in because, like, they immediately told you because I know situations where kids don't find mm -hmm. that out yeah, and they've been out. avoided for so long, even now. And it's just like, yeah. it's not my place to say something, but I can see where that could be future turmoil because mm -hmm. it's not stated up front yeah. or you lied about it now and it's like, and, but then again, I could imagine the predicament because it's like, how do you tell them, explain this to a young kid that True. maybe their parents decided to adopt or give them away because not necessarily they didn't care, but maybe they just felt they wasn't in the, uh, the right place to pretty much take care of them. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, I definitely just want to say I commend that. So what would you say to mm -hmm. a third year old, not a, not a three year old, um, but a kid that's around that age and whatnot that that's just finding this out? What intentions would you give him? now to say oh yeah you're adopted although you know just found out you're adopted what could you give them that could somewhat help them yeah i would say just really being yourself and don't worry too much about comparison to mm -hmm. others i think um sometimes when you get when you kind of feel excluded you start to kind of go through those different comparison mm -hmm. factors of okay well 
my friends have this, but I don't have this. Like, yeah. I would stay away from stuff like that. That would be one piece of advice that I could give to. You know, Vital people. advice. Yeah. We still got to do that to this day, no matter yeah, what. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. So, now that being you said that, being that we just kind of got straight to it, I know that has a huge impact on you being a parent now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, um, a parent of a daughter and a son. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about that, like, as far as mm-hmm. before we even get to it, how that affects it. But when did you find out? Like, how how did you find out you was going to be a parent or whatnot? Like, how sure. was it? Because was it planned or it was, like, unplanned? It's, nah, it okay. wasn't planned. But, uh it was. I would say. I would say when you talk, you asked the question. I think it was in the beginning when you talk about um, stressful, mm-hmm. overwhelmed. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. When you asked, yeah. when you asked me, um, my first, my you know when I found my when I found I was having a girl the first time, you know, it was definitely some some stress involved mm-hmm. uh, because there was a, a a point where there was some uncertainty of whether the baby was mine or not. Okay. You get what I'm saying? So that's a whole nother that was okay. a, a whole nother type mm-hmm. of stressful overwhelmingness. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So there was some some thoughts there. Um, you know, fortunately, you know, ended up being being yeah. my daughter, grateful right. for that. And have a great relationship, you know, spend so much time with her, you know, it's amazing. So grateful mm-hmm. for that. Um, so yeah, I mean, as far as like when I first, you know, me becoming a parent, I think that was a parent even at a younger age, just really was super important because mm-hmm. you think about it i'm adopted but i'm also a parent now yeah so now i kind of get to give my kids everything that you didn't. i didn't mm-hmm. have you feel me so yeah. kind of like so it's a it's a great thing Facts. in my opinion no yeah. i'm glad you said that because like i know um and reason i was playing because i was just like i know that could add another factor if it's like it just pops up and you still we still was trying to figure out life because obviously that would happen in high school you had your daughter like yeah. well coming out of high school yeah pretty much coming so out I know, of high school yeah i remember um and then my boom. daughter pretty much came like a week before graduation oh yeah. word oh i thought she yeah. came wait so oh yeah i'm tripping because you graduated before me i'm bugging because i know you when you came to my party the graduation party i know yeah. that's when you sent the picture so maybe uh i got the dates mixed up yeah. okay so cool so now i'm glad you said that because at the end of the day being a parent i think that's so vital and that's why i wanted to ask because i know that could have an effect but like you said your mindset is different with it so i knew obviously having a parent knowing you being adopted you were more than likely be like yo like i had made the decision to keep like mine because like this is something that you it's so close to home like no yeah, like, possibly super important bro you know i definitely think it's super important in, in my story so mm-hmm. definitely something to be grateful for and then plus at the end of the day not everyone even gets to have kids too exactly which is a, a whole separate conversation nah you know nah we saying? and we could talk about that like i said we're just gonna let it flow because at the end of the day with me finding out i was about to become a parent it was just more like i was in shock i really like this crazy it's a whole story behind this how i found out but um, I had a migraine, like a migraine. You know, it's the difference between migraine mm-hmm. and a headache. Like when I found out I had a migraine, I was just like, yo, like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> I was just like back and forth. Obviously, I didn't have no um, thoughts of like, was it mine or not? It was just more like the transition, everything where I was at in life at the time was just mm-hmm. like, I'm transitioning to a whole nother level, like just growing and evolving. So with the second time when you had this, your, your son, mm-hmm. do you say, what did you learn between having your first, mm-hmm. your first kid between having a son, like, where you say you can approve? Because I know parenthood is, like, it's real. Yeah, like. I would say being present more, I mm-hmm. think, uh, definitely was where areas you could you could improve upon. Like, mm-hmm. I guess I would say, you know, throughout that transition. Um, and then the, the second go-around, you kind of know the ropes a little bit more, too. Mm-hmm. You know, just like yeah. anything. The second time around of anything you do, you're probably going to be a little bit better at it in yeah, general. Yeah, agree. So, yeah. 
No, yeah. and I appreciate that because I, I I tell you off all the time, like even outside of this, like you inspire me more on especially the parent side to see what we can accomplish. Because like obviously, I felt like in my time, obviously, just not about me, but just it's about evolving through experience. And this is just another example for me. But it was just like I'm in a better place in my life, even like financially, and then I'm growing. I'm seeing where I, I could like really take my life to a whole nother level and then it's like I find out I'm having a kid yeah. so it's just like I know the stigma is like I know people that struggle with having kids obviously like our parents to some degree having kids early and it's not yeah. playing it's just like yeah. okay the financial side of things and then yeah. even though I realized at that moment financial was just so small part of the equation because mm -hmm. it's more of a spiritual and emotional things that you got to deal with with having yeah. a kid the financial is just a small part mm -hmm. so let's just say somebody that's fresh out of high school mm -hmm. that's like don't know what they're about to do next day life for whatever reason and they're not there financially but they just find they had a kid about to have a kid what advice could you give them yo i would just say get to work man you really <laughs> gotta get to work <laughs> you get what i'm saying that's... uh because you got someone else depending mm -hmm. on you is gonna be breathing yeah you know what i'm saying and and your blood will be coursing through their veins so mm -hmm. um i just think the best piece of advice that i can give you is really audit your circle to change who you might be hanging around because mm -hmm. you're going to go matters. through a, dynam a dynamic shift. So you need to surround yourself with the right people to make mm -hmm. sure that, you know, you're, you're leveling yourself up. But I, I think, I think there's a lot of people that we can look at and see like, Hey, um, you know, they had kids at certain times mm -hmm. where, you know, it was like, man, I'm kind of younger in my career mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm trying to establish things and like figure yeah. things out. Even like you take a look at somebody like LeBron, like LeBron had his son and he was like still like like he was like in his early twenties. Mm -hmm. Still fresh in the NBA, still yeah. trying to fit he ain't he he didn't even win a championship yeah. yet. So but you could definitely tell that him having his kid, his son, Bronny, definitely made him a better person. Agreed. On and off the court. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think I think kids for the person that's gonna be motivated the right way could really be a, a life changing thing that's really a super benefit. Mm-hmm. Cause I think it just gives you that extra, extra motivation. Push. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes if you don't really have nothing to like go out there and grind for, you could sometimes maybe get a little complacent mm -hmm. or a little bit comfortable. Agreed. But if you know that, Hey, there's something out there that you have to go the extra mile for, that could be a difference maker. Yeah. So. And with no excuses. And even with that, it's like, like you said, you got to have that mindset. Cause it's some parents that's not going to care, not going to go the extra mile, not going to be yeah. present, not going to be active. And it's like, it's already a difference right there between those two. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, First, again, let's just say, like, yo, your wedding was amazing, so I want to transition into getting married, um, mm -hmm. obviously, which was just happened a few weeks ago, which was an amazing wedding. I got to go on record. I'm still sure. talking about that wedding. For so, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that wedding was lit. So um, let's talk about it. So being married, how did you How did you even meet Kim? How you met Kim? Yeah, bro. So I actually met uh, my wife, actually. Um, it was actually on Clubhouse. Okay. She started following me because of the things that I – Putting out, you know, putting out content, dealing with the stock market, mm -hmm. you know, investing everything that I do, you know, now. So, um, and then we ended up just actually connecting and meeting in person, and mm -hmm. you know, the rest is history from there. Okay, cool. So on Clubhouse, so Clubhouse, oh yeah, bad to some degree, right? 
Yeah, I guess some so. Degree. Okay, cool. Some, some degree. Nah, yeah. facts. Okay, so let's say as far as like advice for marriage. Obviously, you got married. I ain't even gonna say young because I don't want to put that narrative out there. I think everything, just like even with parenthood, people say, "Oh, you got had a kid too young," and then some people say you had a kid too too uh, late. Oh, so it's yeah. like it's like I I don't even want to go with that yeah, narrative it's just because kinda, I feel like yeah. everything, no matter when you have it, it's like it's still gonna be a learning process. Yeah. So, but just for the lack of a better word, let's just say people that are saying you got married young, like. What is your advice to somebody else that's looking mm-hmm. to do that or yeah. whatever? Like, what's your yeah, advice? Yeah, I think it just I think it just has to happen naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes, well, I won't say sometimes. I would say that most times in life, the things that you want to happen happen when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So I think that sometimes, especially when we're thinking about today, if you go on social media right now, there's probably a bunch of videos that are probably like with people sitting just mm-hmm. like this talking to you about how to get in a relationship yeah. or you got girls on podcasts mm-hmm. saying this is how you get a high value man or mm-hmm. you got dudes on podcasts talking about what women to date and what mm-hmm. women not to date. <laughs> Should a woman cook? Should she clean yeah. still in 20? Like you're going to see all yeah, that yeah. and I just call that just garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just like you're listening to people. Majority of those people are not in healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Majority of those people are not actually married. But they're telling you what kind of people you should be dating, Mm -hmm. but they're not even dating those kind of people. Exactly. So I look at it like this, bro. I just think that people should be focused on themselves and let things happen in their lives naturally and don't try to play the comparison because I think a lot of times, especially with our generation, like it's easy for a girl to be like, man, this girl, she's always on vacation. I Mm want to do like that. But little do she know, it's not even a dude that's taking her on Mm -hmm. vacation. Her parents are. Yeah. But she's giving this illusion that maybe this dude is buying her these luxury items mm-hmm. or going on vacations and it's a dude. Yes. But in reality, it's her mom and dad. Yeah, exactly. So it's like there's a lot of things that cause a false reality mm-hmm. and a false illusion. Facts. And I think that as a young man in today's society, you're 23, 24, mm-hmm. you're going out here in the in the dating scene, you're, you're courting a lady mm-hmm. and you're looking potentially to get married maybe in a few years or whatever the case may be, just, I would say, you know, vet them properly, you know, and and, and that word I think has been used a lot when you talk about vet. But I Mm -hmm. I think figure out who that person actually really is before you're making those type commitments. Mm -hmm. And I think that overall, I think that for our age, bro, I'll be honest, I think a lot of marriages won't even happen. So I don't think a lot of people our age will end up getting married in the first place. I, I could, I could and, agree with that. And, and I think that the people that do, um, you know, I, I think that they have to, I think the people that end up getting married, I think they'll end up staying married a lot mm-hmm. more. Because I think that the people that won't get married will be the ones that if they were to have gotten married, they'll probably be the ones that end up getting a divorce. Divorce, makes sense. But I think I'm that the people that. in our generation, they'll if they get married, I think for the most part, a lot of them will stay together because they got married for the right reasons. Agree. Okay, I'm glad you said that. And I'm going to double back to that part because even like you said, the, the the image that could be put out there, it's like the intangibles of where they, they may do show the positive on social media, but let's talk about them behind the scenes, spiritual, mm-hmm. emotional warfare that people be dealing with on our own, like myself included, and like over the course of time that we've mm-hmm. been alive. So like that's another part that's like so vital. People don't want to talk about. We could talk about everything else, but 
at the end of the day, what's up when the door is closed, like how you really feeling inside? Like mm-hmm. what what's really going through your mental type thing? Yeah. And I think that's something like you said, when you gotta really know people, those are the real conversations that need to be had. Those are the real dialogues that need to be yep. discussed overall because Yo, like, because once you get started, it's like not necessarily it's too late. But like you said, that's also why marriages fail. And I know we spoke about it as well. I think a lot of people get in these situations um, without truly knowing a person. And obviously, even with that, people grow and people change. Yeah. And, that, and that's and I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. But when you don't know people behind the scenes and then like, obviously, they have things they're dealing with, like even yourself included. And you don't know, like, yo, like, this is the reason why I'm this way. This is the reason I'm not this way. And now it affects the whole relationship. And I think another thing with that is that's why also people stay in marriages at the same time they get in them. Because it's like you got into marriage, but you already been unhappy. And then now you're looking for happiness or substance in here. But it's like the real thing, excuse me, the real thing is inside that yeah. you haven't dealt with. Yep. Yeah. So, so also with that being said, I want to say, what's the time when you had, like, recent or even old where you have a story of like evolving through experience obviously your whole life mm-hmm. is evolving through experience yeah. but let's just give like a net yeah right. um that's a good question bro um i would say i mean most recently uh if i wanted to just keep it recent i would say just i think for me i've been blocking out the noise a lot mm-hmm. mm. there's certain things i guess i would say like I think sometimes I think sometimes I guess with me I, I thought certain things deserve reactions when they mm-hmm. really didn't. Yeah. So mm. for me it's like I kind of don't really give a lot of stuff any leeway or mm-hmm. kind of give a lot of stuff any reaction. I think that's yeah. a a growth moment that us everyone, you know, can go through and I think for myself that's been one of my most recent growths like hey, certain things happen. Mm-hmm. Don't even don't even give them the energy or the emotion or the reaction that you think they might deserve, you know what nah, I'm saying? Facts. So, yeah. No, nah, I'm glad you said that because it, I, I know, I think I, I know one of the stories you're talking about, obviously, mm-hmm. you, somebody did something on your platform, we'll get, we're going to get to BWSO, mm-hmm. and it's like, they came at you the wrong way and you reacted a certain way, although that's not even your normal character, but it's like, they got you out of your character to some degree, I don't know if you mm-hmm. agree with that, yeah. but, um, and then it wound up messing you up with other things that you really enjoy doing with mm-hmm. other brands or whatnot, mm-hmm. so like, even that, I know that's a prime example. Mm, nah, nah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and then with that being said, it's like even I'm glad you said that because that's something I'm also doing, trying to do better at. Because you obviously know a recent situation with my son and the whole situation, yeah. and like I, I'm ready to go full out. Yeah. Like I already contacted attorneys, all that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, it's just like trying to balance it out and not make things happen out of emotion. Because mm-hmm. I know sometimes we, I think we all guilty of it, like acting off emotion, and then after the fact, you see like. Dang, it wasn't even worth it. You yeah, feel it me? Like that it. whole situation wasn't even worth it. Yeah. But it wound up messing you up. But at the same time, it's not necessarily mess you up. It just made you learn something. Yeah. Because obviously it could have been way worse. Like even with all situations, we could have acted out of emotion. We've seen it like people act out of emotion now, they dead or in jail for the rest of their mm-hmm. life. So it's like our small situations, quote unquote, it still affects us, but it's not affecting us where we've taken our freedom away. You feel yeah. me? Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's super important at the yep. end of the day. So um, what I also want to talk about as far as, like, do you feel like you sugarcoat anything with your kids? Nah, mm-hmm. man. Um, nah, not at all. I think I keep it just totally real with them. Mm-hmm. And um, that's my goal, bro, is to not sugarcoat anything from them. Because I think yeah. sometimes kids can be privileged and sheltered, mm-hmm. which I think is dangerous. Yeah, agree. Because privileged and sheltered leads to curious and mysterious. Mm-hmm. 
So when you privilege them and you shelter them, that means you close them off to what the real world is like. Because I think Agreed. as a parent, you want to protect them from what the world is. But at the reality, your job as a parent, yes, it is to protect them, mm -hmm. but it's also to enlighten them too. Mm -hmm. So like, even if you take a look at you know what happened in Tennessee, unfortunately, there were some you know some kids that were killed this past week. Yeah, it would be wrong of you to not show your kids that. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it'd be wrong of you could also be hurtful. You, you know what I'm saying? Could could be hurtful because. Yeah. If they don't know that these things are happening, mm -hmm. what would they do? What would they do if they got into a situation like that? Mm -hmm. Agree. Or how would they? How would they not be able to? Maybe, maybe they, maybe you not showing them might mm -hmm. cause them to miss certain signs. So Agreed. I think having those conversations with your kids about things that happen in the world are like super important. Man. Yeah, and I think I'm sure you probably agree. Those are hard conversations too, because imagine having to show your kids or any situation, yeah. kids getting killed. It's like how do you navigate these conversations? And like I, I know it's a it's a mm -hmm. process because I'm sure you're probably still figuring out. I'm still trying to figure out. So yeah, how do you some, feel like the best way that's worked for you so far to navigate these? Type I think of it's just like really being like. And it depends on their age, too. You okay. know what I'm saying? My yeah. son, he's two, so it's like he ain't going to understand. My yeah. daughter, she'll understand a little bit mm -hmm. more. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's about having the conversations little by little and not get, not putting out too much, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're going to have a different conversation with a kid that's 15 versus a kid that's five. Agree. So I think it's about making the conversation age appropriate. Okay. And, no, and, and to their understanding. Makes sense, breaking it down for them. Yeah. Okay. So now I just want to transition to BWSO. Like I said, evolving through experiences about growth in every aspect, eating, uh, eating like in every aspect you could think of, mm -hmm. living, thinking, eating, and just growing for the better, evolving through experience in every aspect, whatever that means to you, but obviously more on the intangible side because we can yeah. talk about the physical all day, but we talk about the emotional, the, phys uh, the emotional, the spiritual, and like mental. Those are the biggest ones. So as far as BWSO, before we get into the details of like mm -hmm. what it exactly is, what made you start BWSO? Although I know like to some degree, but like what's the other side of like why you started BWSO and you named it BWSO? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, it was crazy because even when I was starting it, I guess I really didn't realize how really big it would become mm -hmm. or I never, I guess, and for those that don't, may not know what BWSO stands for, it's Black Wall Street Originals. So the name really came from, like, if you look at black people, we're really the original people of the earth, you know, mm -hmm. as much as discredit as we might try to get or whatever. But, you know, everything leads back to black people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Every person on this earth comes from a black person, mm -hmm. right? It's scientifically proven. We could look at it. In a dominant so it, Like, <laughs> it, just, it just is what it is. But also, black people were the first people that were ever traded on the stock market. Mm -hmm. That's something that a lot of people don't know. Right. Yep. So black people were the original commodity, were the original trade. Right. So it's really our birthright, if we're going to really be honest, for us right. to be in a stock market mm -hmm. and own own stocks and, right. and to own companies. It's really our birthright. So for me, when it comes to, you know, the stock market and why I started, you know, BWSO, I started BWSO because I felt like Black Wall Street Originals was something that was needed. Right. Yeah. How many conversations are we having about stocks, options, trading, Facts. investing? And, and, like, how many conversations are we having? And so I was in college, you know, and I'm like, you know, what's the number one thing that I'm hearing from my peers mm -hmm. in college? You know, I'm hearing from them that, hey, you know, I'm struggling financially. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm trying to make my financial aid quota. Or they might not be struggling financially, but they might be struggling with time because mm -hmm. they're having to work plus go to school, yeah. which is 
hell. You know, yeah. for most college students, you working two, three jobs, but you still Life. got two, you still got <laughs> two, three papers due yeah. at midnight. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So I looked at it, it was like, and I started to at that point, when I was in college, I started trading, making money. So it mm-hmm. was pretty much like for me, everyone was kind of like, dang, Lawrence, you don't work no more. Yeah. So people just see me. I was just doing school, finishing my schoolwork, yeah. chilling, mm-hmm. you know. And I felt like, hey, what if I can impact other people like Facts. that? You know, what if I can impact people in my immediate circle? So I, I, I called a meeting, you know, BWSO wasn't even the name yeah. yet. I had to come up with a name, mm-hmm. right? But it was about six people in my dorm room. Um, two of those people were just at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gigi and, and um, Kerai. Okay. They were just they were just at the wedding. Um, they were part of the two. I had another friend, Odyssey, and then I had uh, about three guys that came through. And, um, you know, it started like there, in my, mm-hmm. literally in my dorm living room. Next thing I know, the next meeting, I had 12 people. Mm-hmm. The next meeting, I had 20. Then the next time I w- walked on campus, I had probably at least a good 10, 15 people ask me, hey, when's the next meeting? Yeah. Then it got to the point where, I had 40 people in my dorm room, and I'm having to tell people, hey, no more can come in. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's full. <laughs> so, and then I ended up landing a contract with Clayton State University, the school I was attending at the time. Mm-hmm. I now had an office in financial aid, and I was pretty much teaching stock mm-hmm. market investing to the students there. Yeah. And I was, so that's pretty much how I got started. Um, and I, you know, I came up with the name over time. Um, it, it just, you know, made came sense to me. Yeah. No, I'm glad you said it. Like you said, it came. It just came. It just came to you. Then, like you didn't force it. You just allowed the. the it happened much, naturally. Yeah, it happened naturally, and I think that's the best way. And that's kind of like with evolving through experience. Why I even named it that because it's like we evolved. Like obviously, it's so many things that we haven't even gotten to that you overcame. That I overcame. People in general overcame. Mm-hmm. But it's like evolving is a continuous process. It doesn't stop. Yeah. It's not like you evolve today and then tomorrow, like, all right, no issues is going to bother you at all. It's like life continues yeah. to go on. So it's a continuous process. And that's why I asked that. And I think it's so dope, like, because obviously from being in BWSO and you're making everybody read uh, Fred McCallum book. And like, once I read that book, I even understood why you named it BWSO even more. And I've seen a, a, a correlation because obviously when the um, candle patterns, like obviously it's like depending on what color you want to put them, but they made blacks go down. Like black is means it's going down. And it's just like, that's kind of funny how y'all did black going down, but white it's means going, going up. up. So yeah. it's just like, cool, I peeped the game. But like you said, we were the originals that's ever traded or whatnot. And in general, so at the end of the day, it's a matter of like, I've seen that correlation. So as far as college though, I know we were speaking, we speak about this all the time. Like, what advice do you give to a college student right now? Obviously, we know we both left school um, mm-hmm. because we we got a bigger vision, whether people agree with it, see it or not. Mm-hmm. And then also having results to back it up. It's more of what could you give to a college student that's only been forced or only been pushed college, 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 knowing that yeah. college, you graduate and it's like you still not making any money. And it's like you struggling. Nothing. There's nothing's guaranteed. So what advice could you give to a college student? Yeah, on that man, I would say, yo, the. The relationships that I developed in college were mm-hmm. monumental in my mm-hmm. development. So I know a lot of people like bash college. I think yeah. college is, I think college is really good for everyone to go go to, mm-hmm. whether you even finish or not. Yeah. I even think that even if you go to college for let's say I'm two years mm-hmm. and don't finish, I think yo that because d- during those two years, you, the reason you might not be finishing is because you might have developed so many relationships. Mm-hmm. You might have really figured out what you actually want to do. do. 
you might have developed some sort of business, some mm-hmm. sort of niche, some sort of passion Facts. during that two years. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think college is good is because it gets you away from home. Yeah. Right? So it kind of allows you to build up a sense of individuality. Mm-hmm. And it's really good for those kids that might have been sheltered too. Yeah. And like to you said, like you said, hey, just go to college for this, just go to college for that. Like think about how many girls we probably know that their moms probably told them, hey, go to college and be mm-hmm. a nurse. Mm-hmm. And they probably didn't want to do that. Yeah, it wasn't But then they went to is. college. They went to college and figured out another passion that mm-hmm. they had. And now they're a realtor or something. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's different things that I that I think that college can be beneficial. For me, Agreed. I would never I, I look at my college experience, yo, as honestly a great thing mm-hmm. because the people that I met, the connections that I made, the develop the personal development that I had. Um, you know, and I, even even if I look at my life right now, my personal trainer, mm-hmm. I met him in college. He did my freshman convocation, the speech. Um, yeah, he tried to kill us the other week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so there's a lot of relationships that I have from college mm-hmm. that I still have today. So I can do nothing but really just speak Thankful. highly of it. Yeah, nah, so I'm, I would say to anybody that's in college right now, maximize your experience. I'm glad you said that because... I'm guilty of. I feel like before I was bashing college, but I I feel like obviously that's from my experience, not to make excuses. I feel like I bashed college like obviously years ago because mm-hmm. one, I felt like before I even got there, I feel like it was being forced on me, but it's like I knew I had a different path that I want to take. It was like I had the car, I just didn't have the gas yet. I just didn't yeah. know which which direction, but I knew it was always going to be more. But and college is kind of that push though. Yeah. Cuz like even even me, like I was pushed into college and this and that, but mm-hmm. it was like like I said, man, Thankful co- now, though. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? College was super important, mm-hmm. but I think it's even super important to even expose you to the reality of like, yo, yeah. I think me going to college and realizing while I was sitting in a classroom that, yo, when I graduate here, I'm <laughs> not guaranteed debt, nothing, yeah. but the I also debt. blame high school, though, too, <laughs> mm-hmm. because the way that high school markets college, mm-hmm. high school markets college is if you go to college, you're guaranteed to get something. Yeah, Where not. I think people, would, if they weren't taught that in high school, they will come into college with a different mindset. Agree, a thousand percent. Like, I, I'm going to be real. I don't mm-hmm. think in high school that we were ever taught to go to college and network. No. We were really not. taught to go to college, stick to study, don't go Degree. to parties, yeah. and just get good grades yep. and then go get a job. Yep. I think if more places taught, hey, go to college, network with people, mm-hmm. join clubs, organizations, mm-hmm. go to your financial aid office and actually build a relationship. Yeah. Go to your career office, build a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like the career counselor there, have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that you can get smart. Like, yeah. bro, the list goes on, but nah. you're not taught that. Agreed. You're just taught going past the test, get good grades, yep. you know, which and, is intentional, and, and, of course. And, 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 which is important, mm-hmm. and get that piece of paper, yeah. and you're gonna be good. But it's like, yo, it's like we know so many people that have bachelor's degrees mm-hmm. and. Are not doing anything in their field. I I know I know people with PhDs and tell me they still in two hundred thousand dollars with in, in debt and, and like you said and still not in their field. So it's like you in two hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. You're not making and you're even half doctor. that in a you're year. A doctor and now. you got a doctor and it's just like and, still and not people, to bash them, but it's just like bro, this is and this is what I was seeing prior to going yeah. to school. So it's like if this all I'm seeing, how can I see anything different? Like why would I want to continue yeah. to go that route? And also with that being said, it was just like knowing like. Like I said, obviously before, it was more like a bachelor in college, but with evolving and growing, it's like 
okay, I think college is great definitely for the networking, the resource you can get from there, but I think it's also people got to know what they're going to college for before going. Mm-hmm. I think that it's intentional. Yeah. Nowadays, you can get that outside of college. Yeah. And there's I, like so said, many different yeah. events that are happening. Mm-hmm. There's so many different things. So you can get that experience without college. Exactly. Agreed. And I think from even from like, like you said, middle school, but let's even take it a little step back further. Like elementary school, I feel like obviously since kids, he was like, oh, you could do whatever you want to do. But it's like, I think people just say that, but don't really tell kids. Like, you could do whatever you really want to do. Yeah. Like, whatever you want and really actually make like a living off of tro- it. You feel yeah. like the two choices you have is mm-hmm. college or military. Yeah. Most that times or not. You ever thought what? about going to military? Nah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that at one point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, before I, I, college, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I like, I don't want to go to school because, like I said, and I also think when you force something on somebody, it kind of pushed them away. And it's like, obviously, I, I definitely, I ain't gonna get into the military talk, but yeah, I didn't want to go to the military, but I'm like, I don't want to go to college. It's like I want to do what I want to do. I want to figure out life for me, and like, I think that's always been me, like rebel, not intentionally rebellious, but it's just like. I got my own thought process, my own path that I want to take, and I don't want nobody to try and tell me how to take it. Name one successful person that did something the popular way. <laughs> none. I, n- now I can think of that just did it what how they was told. Yeah. None. That's that's yeah. why I always do everything the opposite. Yeah. Because if you look at all the successful people, they always did things the unpopular way. way. Yeah. They found they figured out a way to do it unpopular. Exactly. Yep. And I think yeah, that's what, that's what I had to do, and it's just yeah. like. What I wanted to do, I didn't want nobody, like I said, to pretty much be telling me how to do it. But like you said, to nobody really successful that's worth keeping it, done it the way that they was quote unquote told. Mm-hmm. Who your favorite artist? Favorite like, music artist wise, yeah. I don't think I've asked you that. I know mm-hmm. we got We talk about music a lot. Right now, currently, or just like all time? All, all time and then currently. It's crazy because I think they're both starting to become. One in the same. Mm. I think he's elevating. Like I really rock with like little baby, super yeah. heavy. <laughs> no um, facts. I just think I just think I the reason why I rock with little baby, and I don't think that maybe nec- he like when I say like maybe like my favorite. I don't think I want to make something clear. I don't think little baby's the best rapper of all time. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. But but I do think that for me, he's my favorite person rapper altogether. Just because when I listen to him. It just like gives motivation. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's never a time like that I think I'm listening to little baby that I'm thinking about going doing something negative or nothing mm-hmm. like that. I just get like yo, it don't matter your situation, just focus on coming up. Exactly. And like the hustle don't stop type right. mentality and mindset. And I think <laughs> that I think that that mood um, that he kind of puts he kind of puts puts me in. Is um something like a little a little bit different. Like yeah. you don't really get no party vibes from like little baby. Like I think you just get yeah, really like yo hustle. You're like like hustle. Yeah. I gotta go run a bag up. I need that's, to go run an M up. Like yeah. that's the mentality that I get. <laughs> yeah. So he ain't really talking too much about drugs. He just yeah. kind of talking about hey the hustle, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just what you gotta do. Yeah, he and I seen that evolution. And, I, and the reason I actually and he didn't that, start like that. Yeah, too. yeah. And I, I but we seen how much he has grown too. Yeah. And I think that's a, like I said, that's what evolved through experiences in every aspect. And the reason I asked you that because it's like now obviously in a, a place where I'm at in life and I'm obviously you're at life, like it's always about growth. And I know some to some people that's like, oh that's you're doing too much. But to say baby's talking about substance. 
I can't listen to music no more that's just talking about killing people. Like, one, I'm not trying to go kill nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to put that energy around me yeah. at all or even around my family. So yeah. it's like seeing that transition and just mentally making them changes and growing. It's like, I want to yeah. listen to something that's going to inspire I wanna, me. Yep. I want to listen to it's something that's going to push me. Yeah. It's like, ain't no point in listening to that other stuff. Everything has to be substance. So that's why I asked you, because I figured, I, I feel you was going to say baby, because obviously we was, we was turning up to baby just for the wedding. But it's like mm -hmm. you said, top priority, like staying focused. Like, come on, yeah. bro. He got a song named Top Priority. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? He just So it's just like, I mean, and I, and I just feel like, and he talks about his kids mm -hmm. pretty much in Facts. almost all his that songs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, it's, it's important. Mm -hmm. You know, him being a young father, I'm a young father. I just think there's a lot to relate to. Yeah, agree for sure. And I think that's what anything. I think it's easier to like listen to it when you can relate to it. I can't relate to killing nobody. Yeah, <laughs> so I, can't I don't want to listen to that. that. So with that being said, also as far as like, what advice could you give for people that's co-parenting? Like I said, we obviously know what you do. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a lot of people know what you do, but and they let. I want to evolve through experiences about seeing that other side of like really growth, the intangibles mm -hmm. that people need to know. So like, what's your advice to anybody that's co-parenting mm -hmm. from your experience? Yeah, bro, I just think for me, like, when it comes to co-parenting, it's just, like, yo, really see what the other parent may need, mm -hmm. like, in assistance-wise. For me, I just try to, I, I feel like I'm the easiest to deal with. Like, mm -hmm. just kind of let me know where what I need to do, mm -hmm. you know, what areas you want me to, you know, take over, like, whatever, you know, whatever needs to be mm -hmm. done, you know. Um, you know, whether it's getting getting them extra time or mm -hmm. picking them up from school, you know, whatever, you know, shoot, I just had yeah. to run the other day. My daughter had an accident yeah. at school. I needed to go take clothes, you know. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like, man, I just think it's it's a lot easier said than done, but it's just really just the right. communication, but it's mm -hmm. also leaving the, I guess I would say maybe the pride and ego alone. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think us as men, we control a lot of things, like, like when it comes to arguments, like, and yeah, stuff like right. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, certain arguments don't need to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, facts. Certain arguments will not happen if you just kind of, like, for me, it's just like, you know, I'm an easygoing person. Just let mm -hmm. me know what needs to be done. Yeah. You know, I'm not really the person that's really with the drama, yelling, mm -hmm. screaming, you know, all Unnecessary. That. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just, it's just about, the, energy. about the kids, man. No, I'm glad you said that and because I think so many people need that advice. And at the end of the day, and like, when I say people, like, said this is not just for everybody else but i'm I'm learning from this too like this entire process life experience co-parenting all of that so i think that's i'm glad you said that and also with that being said as far as like you said avoid arguments you know how sometimes i don't think we should always compare but it's like even when we do have our differences and i think every no matter even if you are parenting and then co-parenting you're gonna have your differences so that's already a fact but it's like i know stories where the the parent the mother then rode drove over um the the father so it's like it's like we see these experiences like this gives me like yo like if we we could work through this like we ain't, we ain't even nowhere near that end of the mm -hmm. spectrum and it's just like if we see that like let's make sure we don't even even start moving towards that or constant arguments like let's see how like you said work together and yeah. like easy to communicate with yeah. whatever you need just let me know and we could go from there type thing so yeah yep. so. Hey, that that's vital, and like I said, I just think people got to know more of that as far as on like the parenting in general, but also co-parenting. Yep. Um, I know you kind of already answered this question, but I ain't asked it directly. Like, so what does evolving through experience mean to you? Yeah, I think for me, evolving through experience really means to me is just like the experiences that you go through. You just mm -hmm. become a better person overall, and you're just evolving. Um, so you're gonna go through changes in life through every experience that you mm -hmm. have. Um. And you just want to make you want to make the best of those. I think mm -hmm. for me, 
it's just about really just staying positive, man. Um, I think a lot of times we get caught up in the negative things that happen in life. Mm-hmm. But a lot of, like, those are just lessons for you to come back and come back stronger from. Facts. So, yep. Okay. But, no, nah, I definitely appreciate it, bro. Um, obviously, I know this is one of the first episodes coming back with Evolving Through Experience. Um, and before I even get to there, I just want to say, like, I'm I'm happy to have you on as one of the first guests, bro. For Honestly, sure. I really mean that because when I'm picking guests, it's like, obviously, or people just around me in general, it has to be people that mm-hmm. I, I appreciate and that inspire me in some way. And at the end of the day, it's like a mutual beneficial. It's just like yeah. I can learn something and give value at the same yeah, time. It's a, 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 and it's a different aspect. Yeah. Um, so what do you manifest before I even finish it and get to like what's evolving through experience closing? Uh, what's something like you manifested and then you've seen it happen faster um, than really, expected? Really, when I made my first million dollars, mm-hmm. um, it happened a lot faster than expected. When did, when did you expect to make the first M? Honestly, bro, I didn't expect to make it to really like 2022. Okay. And then it happened in like towards the end of 2020. Okay, cool. Hey, well, definitely big congrats yeah. on that. So I was manifesting yeah. that like 2017, mm-hmm. 2018. So I'm thinking like a like a five, like four or five years. I was thinking by the time I was well, I real to be real, it actually it it, it happened and then obviously the market went down. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Obviously, so it was yeah. kinda like very brief. But that, that ain't affect you. Let's, yeah. let's go on record and yeah, say that ain't yeah, affect yeah. you. So it was very years, brief. You know? yeah. And then and then it went back up. So I would mm-hmm. say that I was saying by like 2022, 20, mm-hmm. 20, like 22, 23, I, I wanted it to happen. And it kind of happened in like in tw- at 20. You put that energy out there. Yeah. Nah, mm-hmm. facts. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. So now it made me ask this question. Obviously, people always see the W's and they don't understand behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about a time when you lost, not obviously not a million, but you lost a large amount of money. I think we spoke about money that's been lost. So like, let's talk about that. And mm-hmm. how much was it? Did you lose? Like six figures. Six. Okay. It's part, it's part of the process, yeah, especially yeah. once you have once your net worth gets up to a certain point. Yeah. It's like it's impossible for it to not fluctuate mm-hmm. six figures. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Whether it's even to the upside or downside. Mm-hmm. Like once your net worth gets up to a certain point, it's kind of like hard for it not to move yeah. that way. So, How did yeah. that affect you? Uh, I, I, think I can't man, really imagine, but yeah, I think we mentally, yeah, almost we getting closer to a meal. <laughs> I think it's, I think, um, I think it's, I think it's different if you come from nothing. Mm. I think if you always had it, it would be normal. Mm-hmm. Like if if we grew yeah. up, if we grew up at five years old and we knew we was rich, mm-hmm. it wouldn't really mean. Yeah, that much at all, yeah. But if you went from being at zero or at ten thousand or twenty thousand, mm. and then you went up to like let's just say like one point three million, but then you went to one point one million, mm-hmm. there would be some psychological effects because Agreed. of how far you came. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? No, for sure. So it just depends. I feel like it depends on where you started at. Because mm-hmm. you, if you already started rich, yeah, it ain't for you to back. lose six figures is like kind of like <laughs> nothing. Like, yeah. But if you started off broke and didn't have nothing. It's gonna be a different feel if you start mm-hmm. to see a little bit of it slipping. So it just Makes depends. Sense. Yeah. No, I'm, and uh, again, like it's the fact you said that I'm thankful for it because, like, not saying thankful that you lost it, obviously, but obviously you went through that, so we ain't gotta go through that because obviously I never lost six figures in a short period of time because that was a short period of time over time, like probably a short period of time. Obviously. Yeah, shorter period. So obviously I didn't lose six figures, but half of that I've lost like fifty bands and like in a short period of time, and mm-hmm. it's just like psychologically, like dang like really damn like yo like how did i do this and i i feel like i hold myself accountable and accountability mm-hmm. is a big thing for me it's like what could i have done differently and it's like 
do you feel like you could have done something different, or do you feel like you have that mental battle? Like, did I mess up? But at the same time, I don't time, think there was like, anything like, really yeah. I could have done differently. Okay. Um, I think it was just part of the process. Yeah. To be honest. Okay. Yeah. Nah, mm-hmm. facts, and like you said, you learn from it, and I think that's with anything. Yep. Um. So nah. So again, y'all, this is uh, one of the first episodes. I'm thankful to have my brother Lawrence on. Um, this episode is sponsored by Kendrick and Darian, my brothers. I greatly appreciate y'all. Um, just showing love. Like I said, I, I brought this back now, although it, I had it since 2018. Um, it's like I started focusing on other things. This wasn't paying bills or bringing me a substantial amount of money that I needed or wanted at the time. So it's just like I kept putting this on the back burner. But this is about passion. This is about lifestyle, all the above. This is a purpose at the end of the day we're evolving through experience. Like yes, we're not just talking about music. Uh, we're not just talking about sports and no disrespect to anybody. I think those are great examples and things we could talk about. But let's talk about how the intangibles in those situations can really su- substantially move somebody else forward or inspire somebody no matter where they come from or what they overcame in life. So, um, yeah, like I said, shout out to them. Um, where can people follow you at? All yeah. that. So they can follow me on Instagram, MrLawrence.E. Yep. And you on Twitter too, right? Yeah, same, okay, same Twitter. Same, same Twitter. Okay, cool. Um, obviously, y'all know Evolve Through Experience on all platforms, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, um, and TikTok. At the end of the day, we're going to be putting this out episode out real soon. Y'all could definitely support the brand, shop the brand at EvolvingThroughExperience.com. Um, and the reason this is different from any other brand and why I feel I'm in my own lane is because Evolve Through Experience, when you shop, it's not just shopping and getting a, a, a branded clothing or whatever. It's like... I got a project that I started under this, and I, I, I'll i go into this on another episode, but I started Project Prevail to pretty much also, like, with every sale, mm-hmm. I'm giving back to somebody in need. And when I say in need, because obviously we know we got American Red Cross, and I'll go on record saying that, where they'll get $10 million and only give out 100000 to help. So it's like, y'all just got donated $10 million and you know it's tax-free, and you tell me you only gave 100000 back? So it's like, nah, like, I don't want to be the person to be like, oh, we always complain about it. It's like, all right, cool. Now people can support, and then now I can make sure we get $10 million. We yeah. We giving five to $6 million back to really help people for it, and this is going to come back around at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, make sure y'all follow Evolving Through Experience. Y'all can shop the brand. Um, and appreciate it, bro. Glad to have you on.